Hey y'all, welcome to Voices of the Body, the podcast. My name is Ashley Elaine and I will be your guide as you build awareness of your body's voice. This episode, we are diving deep into the power of isolation. We will separate isolation from loneliness and how to fight through feelings of abandonment and why seasons of isolation are important for your wellness and wholeness. So prepare your mind, body, and soul as we tap into this episode. Oh yeah, I have a free gift for you all. I have created a mini online course called The Inner Version of You. If you've been struggling with inner vision or have been through so much that you've put your vision aside, this is for you. This mini online course will give you practical guidance on just how to bring awareness back to your vision and what you can do to make shifts in your daily life. The link will be in the show notes or just go to my Instagram, duh. Go ahead and follow me on IG at the Black Creative Yogini and the link will be in my bio. So go ahead and prepare your mind, body, and soul as you tap into this episode. So, uh, as you know, I always love to start each episode with a meditation, and I do that because um, I want to leave space for you guys to, you all, to be able to come back to this episode. Um, I listen to podcasts when I'm driving because that's the most convenient time, and if I really enjoy what I'm listening to, like once I get home, I'll go ahead and keep listening. Um, both and I want to create a space that will allow you to also engage in the meditation um, a little bit deeper once you are in a safe space for yourself and your body to be able to engage in it. So I want to invite you to allow your body to find a posture that is comfortable. You have the option to bring your gaze down your nose or just gently close your eyes completely if you feel safe in your body and your surroundings and allow yourself to take three rounds of breath so take a big inhale and exhale one more big inhale and exhale And last one, deep, big inhale, bringing your breath all the way to the throat area. And as you exhale, audibly sighing. And I invite you to bring awareness to you. What vision lies within you that you keep seeing of yourself, your higher self, Does it match your current situation? And what does the word and actions of 
isolation bring up for you? If you gave yourself permission to remove yourself and be with you, what do you believe you will hear? What do you believe you will see? What do you believe you will feel? And what do you believe you will think? These are also spaces for journaling. Um, I am a huge journaler, so I am promoting that. And just take a big inhale and exhale. One more big inhale and exhale. And last one, big inhale and exhale. So follow my voice and allow these affirmations to plant seeds within you. Spending time alone is not loneliness. I am not the abandonment of my past. When I am alone, I connect with my higher self and divine. When I am alone, I create divine connections with others. Isolation leads me to my purpose. I'll read them again. Spending time alone is not loneliness. I am not the abandonment of my past. When I am alone, I connect with my higher self and the divine. When I am alone, I create divine connections with others. Isolation leads me to my purpose. And oh, we are here. So as you know, the title of this episode is The Power in Isolation. Um, isolation can be a very scary place uh, because it forces you to really sit with you. Um, To be separated intentionally, right? Like, so the isolation that I'm referring to is divine isolation. When God has ordained you to be set apart and has removed you out of um, spaces and places and all the things, right? So... It is, it is a very scary place, um, especially when you have unhealed trauma from your childhood that arises within your adulthood. Um, so one of the things, so one of the things that often comes up for people in isolation is abandonment, right? Whether it's, I need to separate isolate myself from someone or um, vice versa, abandonment tends to come up. Um, And what happens in that space is we are now being triggered, right? Something is coming. So trigger, a trigger is like a, a, a memory that your body remembers, right? Your nervous system is now responding to something that feels familiar. 
Um, sometimes just because something feels familiar doesn't mean that it's good and or bad for you, right? So there's a lot of spaces where we can be in a relationship or be around people or be in spaces that feel familiar and it's our body responding to something that is similar to that same thing. Um, it could be something good. It could be something bad. It like, it's, it like, it depends on where you are in your journey, right? In your awareness journey, right? I call the healing journey an awareness journey. Um, isolation is defined as the process of separating uh, with intention to remain, well, I, that's my definition, but to remain alone or apart from others. Um, I often believe that people who are sent to be in isolation are people that have a very deep and powerful um, calling, right? There is something that they are missioned to um, that is completely beyond them and isolation allows them the space to connect with themselves, their true self, um, isolation allows them the space to connect with the divine God, Allah, whoever you refer to the higher power as, um, and to really, to really come into a place of like healing, right? Um, when you think about like film being developed, so I used to work at CVS when I was in high school and my job was the film developer person. Like it was a really dope job, although like I've messed up somebody's film before and I still feel bad about it because um, I actually know who this person is. But what happens in that process is they bring the film in, right? You don't see the film, like you can't see the film. It's This is when we had like the digital, the, the digital Johns, like the, 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 you, you take the picture and you scroll the little thingy, right? And it tells you how many pictures you got left. Um, nostalgia. Some of these young kids probably don't even know what I'm talking about. I will buy all the digital cameras the next time I go to CVS because I feel like those I should be using instead of taking up all this space on my phone. Um, but anyway, so that process, they bring the film in right and blah 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 they fill out the form thing and tell you like what's the service turnaround time they want what it is all that other stuff and when i get the film there is a box that i put it in and there are two arm sleeves that um i put my hands in and i cannot see what i am doing right like I think eventually there's some point in there where I'm able to look. But if I allow any light to hit this film, all of the film will now be destroyed, right? Because it's not ready. Did y'all hear me? Because the film is not ready, right? Like, so if I was to prematurely pull this film out of this box before I completely put it into whatever 
role I need to put it into to make sure that I can do what I need to with the film before I pull it out of the box. If I pull the film out prematurely, it will be exposed and it will not show and do what it is intended to do. This process is the same thing for people. This process is the same thing for people. Think about a pregnancy. If the mom has the baby before the full term is nine months, right? If the mom, if mom has the baby before the nine month period, there's, there's like some, there's some risk there, right? The, the baby won't be full term. It won't be at its fullest capacity to do what a baby needs to do, which is learn and do all those things, right? It is the same exact process for us. We have experienced isolation before when we were in our mother's womb. We were connected, right? We were connected to our source. Our source in that time was our mother, right? Through the umbilical cord, where we got our food, we got our nutrients, we got everything that we needed, right? Somehow, some way, like, and I was having this conversation with um, one of my girlfriends the other night, and it was just like, when we, when we, when we're in isolation, sometimes we don't see it as a gift because all we still feel is abandonment. Sometimes we don't see isolation as a gift because we also see it as we feel like we're lonely. We feel loneliness, right? Both of those things, attach, um, abandonment and loneliness are very codependent things, right? So Abandonment comes from like no conversation had it where I'm just bouncing. Like I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to text you. I'm not going to come by. Like I'm just, I'm kicking you to the curb physically, emotionally, metaphorically, all the things, right? Like I believe that when you abandon somebody, you are not like you're, you're dismissing a conversation about what, what the need is for why the separation and this isolation needs to take place, right? That's, I mean, that's what I see abandonment is. Like there's just no conversation as to why I have to depart from your life or depart from this job or none of that, right? Think about when people like abandon their jobs. It's like, oh, well, I just, I'm just not gonna come back. I'm just gonna walk off the job. I'm just like, I'm just job abandonment like you can get written up for that or get I mean not written up you can get fired for that if you get written up for job abandonment that means you have been allowed to come back and that is probably a interesting workplace um but yeah like abandonment to me is just like just no conversation I'm not even going to give you a conversation about or explanation or anything I'm just going to not show up anymore right um there's spaces where like I've been told that I've abandoned somebody like people before when they've completely missed it I've tried to have conversations about listen I need I need a minute like in a minute it being what I define it as and not what you think it needs to be so if I'm continuously saying, 
I need I need space. I need a minute. I can't do this friendship or I can't do this partnership or whatever that is. And you like that person or organization, whatever it is, decides to like not pay attention to my words when I'm being as clear as possible. Then when I walk away, I don't think that's abandonment. Right. You can DM me or message me and we can have a conversation about that. But to me, that's not abandonment because I've tried several times to say to you, right, the last episode was the power in in my no. I've been trying to give you the power in my no and you just want to keep dismissing it. So now I'm just not going to say anything because I've already said that I need to walk away or I need space several times. But now that you've like kind of like disrespected that space that I've needed, right? I'm just going to walk away. So abandonment to me is like just not communication. Loneliness is like the constant need to have to be around people all the time, right? Not being okay with being with just you. Um, Lonely, right? Like you just like, and I'm sure I mentioned this before, but there's a difference between like, being alone and then being lonely like I love being alone I might have bouts of loneliness but them them they don't it don't stay long like it I got I love being by myself so isolation can be missed as a gift when we have not healed abandonment and loneliness but guess what guys the only way you're able to heal those things is if you really sit with yourself in isolation and get you a good therapist like get a good therapist get you a therapist that is going to actually help you work through why you feel lonely why you feel abandoned um I've had to work through both of those things like I've had to really deal with that with like certain things in my childhood like when my parents got divorced like all that stuff all that stuff comes back up in one way or another you just get to a point where you're actually able to manage it, right? My seasons of isolation have allowed me to really look at my abandonment, right? Because there's spaces where I didn't realize I was acting out in a, because I was feeling abandoned or because I was feeling lonely, right? So my seasons of isolation allowed me to gain the clarity of understanding, oh, oh, I feel abandoned, right? I feel like this person is like, just doesn't care about me, right? Even if they've like had conversation, right? I can still feel abandoned if it's something I haven't dealt with. Um, what's interesting is, and again, like I had this conversation with one of my girlfriends the other night was we forget that we, the first abandonment that we need to deal with, that we really don't even understand that we need to deal with is the abandonment of self, right? It, let me, hold on. Yeah, because in the book, The Four Agreements, and I was telling my girlfriend this the other night when we were out, that like the book of in the in the book, The Four Agreements, there was like this really profound part where he said, um, 
we pretend so we don't get rejected yet we reject ourselves like along the way the first the first space of abandonment we need to deal with is the abandonment of self right part of that is not our fault because when you think about um who our stewards are right our stewards are our parents right we have to really do that childhood work that inner child work um because at some point right and this is this is no fault to anybody right like being a parent is hard being a parent is interesting being a parent is ghetto like it is the most ghettoest thing on this earth like it's the slums like it's the most beautiful slums i like i've ever experienced being a parent um the most tricky thing is when we haven't fully healed our own desires that we haven't met or our own goals that we haven't met, we could easily try and place them on our child and not know it, right? Or even that family generation thing, right? Like, oh, mom went to Princeton, dad went to Princeton. Now I have to go to Princeton, right? This show I was watching the other day, this kid was like busting his butt to try and go to Columbia and like, he wasn't eating like he was in high school like it was it was crazy and his dad like confronted him and was just like dude I love you for whatever you do like you don't have to go to Columbia I want you to be you like I'm and, and even said that he was still working to try and like please his father and his father was gone like dead like gone to the heaven so it was like oh I can you know even even that trying to keep that alive right like parents did all the right things but it's but it's like I'm still trying to prove and do what they did and I'm abandoning myself so it's like that's the first level of um isolate like in that isolating moment in dealing with abandonment is who have I abandoned within myself right like yes we have to deal with the abandonment I mean Truthfully, the, the, and not that there's an order to this, but what sounds more like um, sensible to people who are starting a healing journey or awareness journey um, is healing, is healing abandonment from parents, jobs, friends, cliques, all those things, relationships, all of that, right? Um, and then somewhere in that mix, we get to the abandonment of self, right? The pieces of me that I abandoned to fit in with society's norms, to fit in with my family's norms, to fit in with um, what I think I'm supposed to be doing, who I think I'm supposed to be, instead of like really listening to our nervous system, listening to our intuition and saying, no, like that doesn't serve me that's not for me. I'm not going to abandon myself to move into a space that is not feeling good, right? This is why my podcast is called Voices of the Body, right? Because our body talks to us when we're abandoning it, when we're in a space that doesn't align with who we truly are and what our true desires are. Like God gave us these certain desires for a reason, right? Like that, like things that we keep seeing and things that we keep 
um, being attracted to, right? I'm not going to abandon those to appease and fit somebody else's standards for myself. No. Like in college, I changed my major so many times to fit into what someone else wanted me to do. But then after a while, I was just like, well, why am I sitting in an accounting class when I hate math? Like, this isn't, this isn't going to work for me. Like, this is, this is not it for me. Like, I don't care what kind of money an accountant makes. This accountant wouldn't be making no money because she would, she, like, she failed this class. So once I switched my major to criminal justice, flying colors, I was like, oh, I should have just done this in the first place. Like, I wouldn't have had all these issues. So abandonment of self is the first and foremost thing that we need to really look at, right? And then loneliness, right? If you struggle with loneliness, you might want to ask the question, why do I feel lonely when I'm by myself? What is it within me that I am not satisfied with or that I'm not ready to see or feel or touch, right? Why do I have this constant need to be around people, right? It's, I mean, that whole introvert, extrovert, extra extrovert thing I get it like I also believe in balance right I also believe that some people are not just social people I also believe that some people are not you know people that are um like like they have to be like they they thrive off of being around people both and they're not like when they're by themselves, they're not like, oh, I just have to be around people. Like they're still good either way. Whereas like, you know, me, if I'm around people too long, like my energy is tapped and I don't want to be around nobody else for like another three to five business days. Like I just, I'm ready to go crawl into a hole and just revive myself. So loneliness, like there's a question that needs to be asked there about why, why am I not okay with being with myself? Because that's essentially what it is. Like you're not okay with you, right? To be, to, be lonely, uh, <laughs> to be lonely goes back to the abandonment of you, right? You keep abandoning yourself to be in spaces with other people and relationships with other people instead of just taking that time for yourself, right? So the power of isolation, um, the power in isolation, isolation has been a gift for me. Um, I think, well, and that's hindsight looking back um, because it has allowed me to grow in so many ways that this podcast episode would be very, 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 very long if I sat here. But that's the point of the episodes. Um, when we allow ourselves to isolate, like for a healthy purpose, right? And this, the prompting comes, when the prompting comes to isolate, you'll know that it's, it's, it's for good, right? I call it a divine, a divine isolation. Um, because that means that there's something that God needs for you to be set apart from so that he can work with you one-on-one, right? He's ready to do his one-on-one coaching with you, right? So that is bringing you clarity, that is bringing you vision, and that is bringing you in hearing, right? 
like really testing your hearing because if we're constantly like so the loneliness aspect right if we're always around people and always needing to hear from people and always in this space where it's like people people I need people 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 I need people like all the time to be around me like like relationships all of it we're not we're not really hearing anything but all these different opinions excuse me all these different opinions that don't really do anything for us right like at some point it's cool to have people that you can talk to and you know bounce ideas off of and vent to and um cry to like all these things right and hopefully prayerfully those people are very honest and open and give you truth with love and you know are not judgmental like all these things that are valuable qualities in people that we should have around us both and there is a certain level of intuition and divine uh clicking that we should also be able to feel right and that sweet small voice that we should also be able to hear right so i always know that like when god is speaking to me it's at a very specific time a very specific time like like he knows when to catch me it's very specific it's very specific like the voice is like no other right and whatever that hearing is right it's like direction for the day what i need to do what i need to focus on um all those things like even starting this podcast like i've sat on it for a minute and then one morning i heard god say just do it and i'm like all right that means we got this so i'm gonna go through um the three things that i believe isolation brings to you right um the first one is clarity clarity is the most valuable thing ever right um confusion hurts confusion is the devil confusion is like the most craziest thing ever if i can't make a decision i'm just not going to do nothing like i will just literally do nothing like if my brain is literally wrecked between this that and the third on making a decision i literally will not do anything i won't respond to nothing in regards to like i will just sit on it for as long as i need to sit on it because that's how much it is hurting my brain and my soul to even think about it right i will literally just like throw it to the side like it's a piece of crumble paper Cause that's stressful. Like my brain kills me when I have when like decision making. I it goes back and forth so much, right? But that's the brain. That's what the brain does, right? Like with there, like eventually something aligns, and it aligns with our intuition. It aligns with our gut. And nine times out of ten, we already know what kind of decision we need to make, right? 
But when you're in isolation, right, a season of isolation, I can't tell you how long that season is. I can't tell you how deep it is. I can't tell you um, what it looks like, like, because it's different for everybody. Just know when, when you're being isolated, you're being pulled higher, right? Because you're being protected, like you can't be tainted, like that film. If you're exposed too soon, right? You try to do something too soon. And I've had this experience trying to do something too soon. Like doing something too, like prematurely can be dangerous for you. It can hurt you. It can hurt your character. It can hurt the very intricate things that God knows about you, right? He's trying to protect you when he puts you in isolation, He's trying to keep you from harm once he puts you in isolation. He's trying to keep you as the favorite when he puts you in isolation. He's trying to allow you to really develop into what he knows he's made you to be, right? That higher version of yourself, right? You determine what that isolation period looks like, right? Because you're going to be in a space where it's like, I don't want to do this. I, I don't want to be by myself. Right. And you're going to keep trying to like get out of that space to be isolated where it's like, nah, like God's going to be like, nah, you, mm, you kind of need to sit. You kind of need to sit still. You kind of need to, right. You just need to chill because I got some stuff I need to do with you. Right. So clarity on who you are. Right. I've said it millions of times and you will never stop hearing it. You'll see it everywhere. You'll read it everywhere. Is it your true you or your trauma you, your God you or the given you, right? The the societal given version of you, right? Which which person is this? Do you know who you are? All right. I actually uh, struggled with that for a while. It was like, who am I? I was like, oh, I'm a mother. I'm a daughter. I'm a social worker. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm this. I'm that. And it was like, nah, boo, I don't want your titles. Like. Because what if I, what if I stop being a mom tomorrow? What if I stop being a yoga teacher tomorrow? Like, who are you at your core? Just like when God says, I am the great I am. It's like, oh, well, who are you? Right? Like, how, how do you define yourself? Right? I'm a blessing. I am called. I am the chosen one. Right? But like, who are you? I am a queen. I am a woman that is unmatched, right? Like, who are you? Like, like talk that talk. Who are you? And then, like, walk in that, stand in that, right? That season of isolation is like your your practice run of really identifying who you are and, and wearing that armor, wearing those clothes, right? Um... When the Bible says put on the full armor, like that too, right? That that full armor is your protection. So like who you are, how you speak to yourself, what do you call you? Because if you don't, if you like, you don't know what to call you, how to address yourself, you're going to let everybody address you however they want to. And that's not okay either. Like your armor is who you are, like. Put your armor on, define you before you let anybody else define you. And then the clarity gives you your purpose. 
right? It, it gives you, it gives you that space to be able to say what in the world has been irritating me at this job in this relationship in this world. And when I feel like when it, when I feel that irritation, is it anger irritation or is it like this needs this, like this needs fixing, right? Um, I was telling a friend a story the other night, this, this girlfriend, like me and her talk about everything. Um, and I was telling her that I had a divine prompting and the only thing like working with kids, right? There was something that was in that for me that goes deeper than where I am with working, um, with, or in working in the early childhood field now. And the only way I was telling her, the only way I was able to describe that divine prompting because I've been pregnant before was when my son used to kick my belly, right? It was like a kicking, right? Every time one of my teachers mentioned something about the kids not being able to talk, there was like a kicking, right? There was just something that kept kicking my stomach. There was just like, ooh. But you know, when I started to actually pay attention to that, that I had that prompting, that I had that connection was in isolation, right? When I was giving myself the space and the time to just be with me and learn how God communicates with me when he speaks to me, right? Because I've taken that time, not just in isolation, I've learned how to build my relationship with God in isolation. I also have learned like what, like when he nudges me. So it's like when you're out with your significant other, right? And they see something that you may not be paying attention to, but you're like also looking, right? And they like nudge you, right? That's what God does. Those nudges, right? Those divine promptings like what agitates you, right? My pastor says all the time, what agitates you is the thing that you're most likely called to, right? Um, The next thing is the vision. Mm. So I always think of this as like movie scenes, right? Because there's certain things that I keep seeing in my head that I've been seeing since I was a little girl. Like literally, I've had the same visions of like where I was going to be living, kind of car I was driving, what I was going to be doing, like in, in like flashes though. Right. So going back to that example of the film, you know, when you get your pictures or when you got your pictures and it had the film strips, right. It was like, it was like, if you were to cut each of the pictures on the film strip, right? And just kind of like toss them in the air and like one would stay and then it would, it would like go away. Then another one would stay and it would go away, right? That's, that's when I think about the word vision in this space of isolation, like that's what comes to me, right? There was a time where I'm in isolation. I like, I was in a 10 year period of isolation, be honest. Like I, it was, it was deep. It was very deep. And all of a sudden, like I'm sitting there writing something and all of a sudden, like something flashes before me and it flat, it flashed so definely that when I went to draw it out, 
Like I drew exactly what I had saw, right? So when we allow ourselves to be in a space of isolation, we allow ourselves to either tap back into a vision that we've had before, right? Of what we're supposed to be doing, what we, our higher selves look like, right? And y'all like think it's a game, like down to your dress, like what you wear, right? Like business suits, attire, like all of those things matter because they also play into your self-esteem, your definition, like all of those things matter, right? Because they also define what you like, what you enjoy, what your, your favorite colors, like all of those things matter. Like all of those small intricate details matter to God. I've like, I, I had a random pastor tell me in Starbucks one day that you are a puzzle piece intricately made by God with love and like all these little pieces of the puzzle, right? So as we're, as we're growing and as we're healing, when we sit in isolation, isolation is like putting together those really small puzzle pieces, like the puzzle pieces that have like a thousand pieces with them. That is, that is isolation, right? But it comes in like waves, right? So like one season of isolation might be like, you get the flower pot, out of like maybe 200 pieces, right? And then you work with that, but you still have what you learned to get to that piece, right? Then the next wave of isolation is now another part of that puzzle, you know, that thousand piece puzzle, right? Like it just keeps going, right? Until you find the space of wholeness and can work with the whole picture now. Like now I see the whole picture. Now now everything I've been through makes sense for where I'm going. Now um all the things that didn't work out, my God, make sense for where I'm going. All the things that I thought I wanted that I've got and didn't really want once I got it worked out. You know, like all of these things will make sense. Once we allow ourselves the space to be able to be still and sit with it, right? Really come back to ourselves, come back home to ourselves, right? And then tapping into those visions of what we see. Because <clears throat> you can be like in I, like as a long period, a long season, trust me, my season of isolation was so long. It was so long. It was so long. And it was like waves, like small little waves of like, yeah, I'm not in it. Oh, I'm back in this. Okay. Got it. And I'm raising a child in it. All right. Um, but you like, you can be in like a situation that is not ideal. Right. But keep seeing like something bigger and something greater and something that is just like, why do I keep seeing this? But my life is not it. <clears throat> my throat is dry. Um, why, like, why do I keep seeing this? But my life is not it. Right. And it can feel so far away. I believe sometimes we're allowed to keep seeing those because that is also motivation, right? If we if we shift our perspective in what this what this season is, what this isolation season is, right? So those visions that you see are to keep your faith and your hope alive, to keep you going, to keep you motivated, to keep you pressing, to keep you 
wanting to learn to keep you like going right like you're in school right and you keep seeing something different and it's like okay i gotta just keep going right scripture says the people perish where there is no vision when you don't have vision what are you what are you working for like you're just here right i can't even say like you're like you're a legit human being right at some point we're humans that do also yet like you're just a complete human being right right i honor people who have vision right and the hard part about this is when when you decide to say yes to wanting to find your purpose and to really understanding that you have to trust that whatever you are about to deal with see go through all of it is a part of it right it's not ideal but we have to know that we are protected we have to know that we are favored and that nothing that we go through that god allows us to go through that is for our purpose is going to hurt us in a way that is going to destroy us right um i say it all the time that like be careful when you give god a yes be careful when you, like when he gives you a vision right and you give him a yes to it like you you about to dub it's it's gonna require some stuff it's gonna require some stripping right the stripping is where you come back to the clarity of who you are right you have to strip to see yourself in vulnerability naked and in truth right like the purity of and the purity and truth of who you have like legitimately been created to be to do what you have been created to do right so when you see those i call them movie scenes right those visions they're not to tease you like you just have to keep going they're to they're to keep you motivated they're to keep you they're to keep you moving forward right and to let you know that this isolation this isolation season that you're in is not it's not in vain it's not here to hurt you it's to help you grow it's to develop you right literally bringing it back to the film right it's to develop you the last part i kind of touched on it before is the hearing right when we allow ourselves to be in isolation we allow ourselves to hear right you kind of have no choice but to listen to all them thoughts running through your head because there's about eight million of them that run through your head from what i need to get to the grocery store to i need to work out to why is this tv dirty to uh, i'm like like your thoughts do exactly what they are trained created to do and that is just move right that's why our intuition is also important right because those promptings that we get those those little kicks right that we get in our stomach are the guidance and direction that we need to 
move ourselves forward in that clarity and move ourselves forward into that vision of our higher selves and our higher desires, right? Really bringing us away from um, the practices that we've been in, right? So the course that I'm sharing is um, it's called the inner, the inner vision of you. And I'm really excited because it is the workup and the lead up to a bigger project that I'm working on. Um, and that will be launching in December. Um, and this free mini course really like, really brings you into some practical like questions and guidance in what, tapping back into my vision looks like, right? So I wanted to share it with this episode um, because I just feel, I don't know, I like, I do know, I just feel like, and not just for myself, but I just feel like there's like a, there's a, there's a collective um, pulling on us really needing to tap back into our vision, right? To really tap back into what is actually meant to work in our favor, right? And it could be just that I've been surrounded by so many beautiful people who are like entrepreneurs and moving through creating these amazing programs to help heal people and like, I know a girl that is in Costa Rica and she has been like blessed to have a yoga studio, you know, a a retreat center that is like heal, you know, it's healing and it's like, she's do like, it's just amazing. All the, like the people that I've been able to meet over the summer, um, all like literally from all over the world who are moving right into, um, just, amazing stuff like so there's like a there's a pool on me to really tap into what vision looks like for people and to help people tap back into it right just to really bring them into a space that will allow them um to heal so that they can see more clear right so that they can move into a space where they're hearing better, they're hearing different. And, you know, even people who are already in business or, you know, working towards their vision and their goal in really like if they're feeling stagnant to listen to that prompting that is like, oh, do this, right? Um, But it's like the link is in the show notes. You will see it in the show notes on whichever platform you listen to these episodes on. Um, It is also in my Instagram bio, the link to um, the Inner Vision of You free mini course. Like it literally won't take you no more than like 20 minutes to go through both. And if you are diligently in intuitively and um intentionally doing the work it will take you a lot longer like it will take you some days because it will it will ask you to really sit with you right preparing yourself for that isolation space of really healing healing that that third eye and that soul eye, right? The solar plexus, your, your fire and desire space, 
um, to really tap into what you're, what you're, what, like, what you're supposed to be doing, right? What, like, especially if you're frustrated with your right now, right? You just feel like this can't be it. Like, this, this just can't be it. Like, there's got to be more to this. There's got to be more to this. I had that moment. I had that moment, literally had a moment to where, like, I fell to my knees crying, asking God, like, what is this? Like, this can't be my life. Like, this can't, this can't be it. This cannot be it. And that was the proceed to my season of isolation. That was really, really long. Um, Because I just got to a point where it's just like, I don't, like, I'm, I, I just, I don't understand what's happening. I don't know what this human experience is that I've been living. I just, I just feel like, like it was a cry that I just needed to let out. And it was just like, God, what is this? Like, what, it, like, what is this? What is this? Like, what are those? What is this? I just like, just didn't, I had no concept. I was literally just moving through life, literally just moving through life, just allowing any and everything, just all kinds of like tainted mess and just, ugh. Like I just, um, it was a hot mess, a hot mess. So, but I had a vision. I've been having visions of what life was supposed to be like for me since I was a child, since I was like seven years old, living in Jersey, like listening to Gina Thompson and the bad boys and reading Russell Simmons books and reading the coldest winter, like reading, like just maybe a little older than seven, but like, I just have, I've had visions of what my life was like, is going to look like now, like what, like just what, and I, those visions have started coming back to me the more I've done my healing work. Like I can see, right. There's those spaces in our childhood that we need to heal from because once we heal those not so good spaces from our childhood, we can see the good. Right. We can come back to that playfulness. We can come back to those dreams and desires, like all those things. Right. The positive parts of us. Right. I've, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but just me staying up late and like getting real creative, like a little night owl. Right. And just like banging out projects. And I got my scissors. I got my snacks. I got my glue. I got like I still do that. I still do that. And I am in so much joy when I'm allowed to like be free in my creativity and be me at any hour of the day. I did it at night a lot because everybody else in the house was sleeping. I didn't have to worry about my mom or brother bothering me or asking me about my project or even knowing that I waited till the last minute to do my project when I knew about it for weeks, right? But that's neither here or there. I was like, I worked under pressure. Like I, I enjoyed the pressure of like, oh, this shit is due tomorrow. Okay, let me bang this out. And then I get to class and people are like, bro, I'm not going after her. Yeah, don't. Cause like my creative flow, it just like, I love it. I love it. So, um, I hope that this episode, um, allowed you all to be able to see isolation as a gift, right? Um, Especially if you are already starting to feel the prompting of 
removing yourself from certain people, places, and things. Um, that means that your isolation season is on its way. And the vision that you see for yourself is the vision that God sees for you. And it's time for that divine kissing, that divine meeting, that conversation, right? That relationship that needs to be built so that he can talk to you and nudge you and whisper those sweet somethings. I'm not going to call them sweet nothings. Those sweet somethings, those sweet everythings into your ear and remind you of what he sees in you and what he's create, who he's created you to be, right? When he says, I am the great I am, the, the root chakra is I am. The affirmation for that is I am. So what are you grounded in, right? That's where you should start is really looking at what are you grounded in that will allow you when you move into this season of isolation to know that it's not abandonment and it's not loneliness, but it's connection. Mm. You have to isolate to connect, connect back to you, connect to your divine, and be able to see yourself in God's fullness, the way he sees you, right? Mm. I love you all for free. Ah, namaste.